0: Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast Where we discuss Dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL So get ready to geek out on fantasy football With your host, Rich Dotson And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast I'm your host, Rich Dotson, and my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara Hey, hey And Garrett Price How's it going? Oh, it's going good. Good to be back here. Brand new year, twenty twenty two. Seasons behind us. Uh, the real work begins. This Let's it. do it, man. What, what what work is that, Rich? Uh, you know, dynasty work. Like rookies, a lot of rookie talk here uh, for the next what five months, and then that's, that's basically centrally. what we're gonna do. We'll break down uh Senior Bowl. We'll break down the you know the the combine, then NFL draft as we go along. But I mean, this is it. Uh, I'm talking
1: East West Shrine. This guy. This Look at this guy. guy. I swear, we're I we're getting
0: am. deep. We're getting <laughs> deep. There's a lot. There's a lot of work to be done. You know, I mean, this is probably the the probably one of the funnest parts about Dynasty oh, yeah. is, you know, getting ready to change your franchise by making trades this whole offseason and getting ready for the rookie draft, whether you have picks or if you don't have picks, maybe try and trade for picks. But, you know, we got to get ready. I don't know about you guys, but I'm
1: excited that they're going to have the combine again because now we're finally yes. going to get accurate, accurate measurements, measures. everyone on the same field again, running the same times. I know for me personally, that was tough last year, kind of piecing things together uh, just from a, a numbers standpoint, sure. like what is legitimate and what is not. It'll be nice to have all those guys in one, one building again.
0: Yeah, in this draft, I mean, today we're doing a mock draft uh, for the Nerd Herter Show. We're going to do a Superflex mock draft. Kind of like, you know, a broad stroke of these players. Like, it's yeah, way I too have, early. You know, I just kind of like watch casually in the bathroom some of the tape on these guys to see who I like to do <laughs> only I in the like, bathroom. Uh, <laughs> just casually. Mostly, I'm glad it was only casually. <laughs> well, and I mostly focused on the guys that I like. I ended up drafting, sure. kind of going off the list of what we have in our rankings uh, sure. online on there. So to get ready for that, uh, we have a lot of shows coming here, basically rookie center to get you ready and kinda of break down these players that might be their whether it be free agents or uh, guys are going to be you know, opportunity in 2022. There's a lot to cover to get us ready for the 2022 I'm season. still
1: visualizing Rich in the bathroom. Casually. But not casually now. <laughs> now he's intensely in the Now he's got, got a bathroom. whiteboard. He's I got a, a stuff. I wasn't he's, wearing a tie. He's really he's he going at it. Song? He's really, he's re- it's a big screen TV in there. This he's got, time. got I mean, the pencil behind, behind his, his ear. Got, yeah, everything. Yeah. 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 He's basically taking notes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, my <laughs> iPad. I
0: mean, this is it. This is film watching time. This is where we get into the film room and kind of start grinding these guys out um it literally starts soon yeah you know? like it's it's pretty much started today i, I mean we,
2: we already got some of the nerd score stuff in we were, we've already been working on some of that kind of stuff so there's yeah there's a lot of stuff to go
0: yeah the nerd score is up on the site we just had uh one of our analysts did some research into it you guys had some uh good news on the nerd score yeah jared you, you want you
3: want to talk about it real quick yeah so uh shout out to david zach he does a lot of the analytics stuff at dynasty nerds he has his David Zaki puts out like a Z score, uh, which is his rookie model for predicting fantasy success for the incoming rookies. And he ran a uh, regression analysis using the Nerd score and compared it to draft capital. So our Nerd score for the 2021 class at wide receiver actually had a better R square value than actual draft capital. So what that means is it was a better predictor for fantasy success than actual. Where they got drafted in the draft, so um, I think and that running back was
2: the same way. It wasn't just receiver. Yeah, was I was really happy
3: to see that. I put a smile on my face. I literally that,
1: called you when when we yeah. saw. It. I was like, Jared, did you see this? <laughs> so that just I mean, means it, we're doing something right. Say, you it know? it, it so. proves that the process that you guys are going through for those scores is working. It, it's headed in the right direction, as opposed to you know the the people that go just after after the draft based off the draft draft capital. They might be missing some players.
2: Yeah, it, it, it is wild to see how how success, successful it's been despite having such limited information. You know, doing it beforehand it really limits a lot of stuff cuz we before don't know draft. we don't know what happens at the draft. We don't know what team takes them, what yeah. round they're going in, and then we don't have any of the you know afterwards news either of how they're doing in training camps and all that. Like it's not like we wait till the first day of the season to post Literally they lock an hour before the NFL draft starts and then that's it. We can't touch them again. Well, it,
1: that, it's a good tool to have on the site. Right. it just furthers the belief that we have. I know we always talk about it, that you, you really got to look at the player himself, not really where they land exactly. um, as far as, as you let that kind of a little bit adjust it, things, it, but it, it shouldn't, it should be, it shouldn't, be, bit, it shouldn't yeah. be that much. It, should, yes. it really shouldn't.
0: And, yes. that, and that's what we're trying to provide here at Dynsters is just all the tools possible that could put you in the best direct just the best direction to overall draft these rookies. You know, we're going to sit down and break down the tape. We've had a lot of high success breaking down these rookies over the years over our, giving you our opinion. We offer the nerd score. We have the mock draft app, uh, anywhere you have an app so that we can actually mock draft these apps, which is, I've done that a lot to Use because it's providing us live ADP as well. So that's a good way. Other, all these tools are on the site, you know, the nerd score, the dynasty nerds, film room, uh, the extra podcast where we break down these rookies to give you an, an- analyst that way as well. And that's the best way to do get on top of this, join the nerd herd. This is the time, you know, a lot of people are like, okay, this is time to take a break. No, this is the time to start digging in to set yourself up for success for that small little three month window where we actually play the game. The rest of the work is the off season and the people that put the more work in are the people that find the most success. You know, it's easy to get lucky in redraft. It's a lot harder to get lucky in dynasty, maybe a little bit more this year because of all the COVID issues. So teams had a little bit more, uh, you know, a chance to just not be able to, you know, be the to reach their potential because sure maybe all the receivers were out for the I mean, COVID
1: list I, I looked at the running backs this past week and who scored the high, the it, top guys the top guys were all jared patterson yeah, baby they were or all Sean second Petty. stringers it was like <laughs> it, you didn't get to a first stringer until like seven or eight or something like that i was like oh tomorrow my finally had a good week this yeah week. but the you know, thing that
2: place. we do is we're aiming to get you to the top of your standings during the regular season there's so much luck involved once we hit to the playoffs it's it's a, it's a bit of a crapshoot, but our goal is to have a competitive team that makes the playoffs every year. And then when you get it, anything can happen. My my home league, the five and six seeds ended up being the two seeds or the top two seeds in the championship game. Ch- and
0: 200. one of the teams
2: didn't even have a five hundred record. Like so you just you just never know how it's going to play out. But more often than not, when you get the buys, you get the extra things, you have a better chance of winning more ships.
0: And, and have the depth to get through that. you know, what yep. I mean? Make sure you draft well. And again, so we're offering right now, we've been offering this promo now, use the promo code WINTER for com. You're going to get an extra 15% off of your memberships right now. That's the code WINTER during signups. And you're going to get all that, the Nerds Rookie uh, Film Room. You're going to get... All the rookie rankings are going to get access to the film room. There's so many things that we're going to be able to provide you to help you dominate your off-season here at DineStyNerds.com, so make sure that promo code. Uh, today, we're going to do a way-too-early mock draft. We always do this yep. to kick off the year to kind of see where we're at on these players, which is pretty much going be the names that you need to know as quick, we're now. This is going to change. Quick intro. Yeah, yeah, that's what it really is. I mean, I was looking at it just casually, and there's already something I want to draft over a guy I drafted by just casually looking at his film. Yep. And in the in the um, Nerd Herd show, we're going to do a Superflex mock draft, too. Talk about some of these quarterbacks. and There's you know, a lot of them. We don't know how we feel about them, but there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I'll say this, too, about this class. like A lot of a lot of uh, stuff has come out about the 22 class over throughout the season. Say, oh, 23, 2023. This 2022 class looks like it's going to be a pretty solid class It'll for the fun. first round. I don't it know is. about the depth because I haven't gotten that far yet, but overall... For what we're going to do now, like for the first round, like I feel pretty good about this class. The running backs in here, there's some really good talented running backs. We thought to be no running backs whatsoever in 22. Turns out there's a couple good solid running backs. Some of these receivers have a t- chance to continue this streak of high the end. The receivers
2: are where it's at. Production
0: yeah. in, in here as well. Um, haven't done any tight ends, but I know from casually watching, like I like Trey McBride, like he looks pretty sweet. Uh, so we'll get into those guys as well. Trey, Trey
1: McBride, uh, remind me where he goes. Colorado State. Colorado, State. Colorado State, yeah. I couldn't remember. Before.
0: Thank you. So, we're gonna do this mock draft It's myself, Garrett, Jared, and Matt. We're all gonna get your pick. I had the first pick. Jared, favorite. Jared's in there too. Uh, <laughs> of course, going to, Jared's gonna be. I mean, Jared does all again. Jared's a part of the nerd score. Yes. So for this, we're gonna switch it up this year. Like Jared's gonna have a lot more input on the show about talking about these rookies. So honestly, man row. When I
2: question, so, like, if I if I see a guy, and I'm like, do I? What I'm seeing, is this correct or am I off base when I'm watching it? Usually he's the guy I text. Like he's the one that I text. So I was just giving him a hard time about being on the you show. You
3: said Jarrett Patterson earlier. I had to look it up. We had him RB8, the nerd score.
2: Yeah, we did. He yeah. looked gluteus minimus. Luteus he looks good. He and, and, and that was what we had talked about all offseason. Like if there's injuries, he could actually fill in and be a solid player. He's probably never going to be the full-time true starter, but he'll be solid
0: when called upon. And there'll be more guys coming along this year. Uh, A lot's going to change. Some of these running backs will get bumps just because they land. And uh, of course, Mm -hmm. you know, as we dig in, we're going to find guys we like and guys we don't like. There's tons of guys here like Chuba Hubbard to start going to be like, oh, this is going to be a great prospect. And the more we dug in, we're like, uh, okay, maybe not.
1: And it's fine. fine. He's, a He's fine. And and that's what he is. He's fine.
0: Yep. So with the first pick in the draft, I had the I had the one one here and I took Brees Hall, running back Iowa State, uh six foot one, two hundred and fifteen pounds. And watching this film, I mean I was like, dude, this guy ends up in Buffalo. He's gonna be yeah, people are be making agree. moves for, for for, for him. Um, finished year was 1,472 yards, 20 touchdowns, in that in that season. This is a guy kind of like in Jonathan Taylor mold. Got tons of touches, right? Like he's got over eight. He's got 800 touches over his last three years. Kind of falls right into that Jonathan Taylor, um, AJ Dillon, where another high draft pick that got a lot of carries. AJ Dillon had 866, Jonathan Taylor had 968. So he falls into that mold, which kind of makes you say like before, like oh, are we worried about Jonathan Taylor's touches? Are we worried about these guys' touches. It's it's nah. not a worry. When I look at when I looked at him casually, Brees Hall. When I looked at a couple of the guys that I had as an option for me to pick, this was a guy who, when I saw him, I was like, "Man, this guy is just a talented running back." Yep. he is smooth. He, he could break tackles pretty easily. Um, he could start and stop. He is a he is a good stiff arm. He's somebody just overall is like a three down running back. He could block. He could pick up you know, pass protection, but in open field, he was fantastic. Like he looked. He looked to me where he could be uh, a a more premium, a bigger athletic like David Montgomery.
2: Which is funny because they both played at Iowa State. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they were back to back.
0: Uh, I saw a really good spin move and a, a couple games I watched in there real quickly Uh, in the open field again he was, it was he was hard to bring down it seemed like it took multiple guys to bring this guy down multiple times so to me when I'm looking running backs always get pushed to the top right mm-hmm. nonetheless everybody needs running back help yep. everybody needs running backs it's why we take them and to me this falls in the category of again a guy like that could be just like Nasha Harris was this year, you know, a guy that come in here be a three down running back for a team like again if he goes to Buffalo, if he goes to Miami, and he's the man, he's going to be he has the potential to be a mid-range high-end running back one out the gates if he stays healthy, and that's a championship caliber player right already here for the 22 class. So to me, I casually looked at some of these other running backs. Again, I, there's a couple players I didn't even really have a chance to look at casually because sure. like during the mock draft, he took them, so I didn't really look at their film right. as much. I, I saw Kenneth Walker. He looked pretty good. I didn't really have a chance to look at Isaiah Spiller. But I tell you what, despite but the cat, I haven't dug in yet deep, right. but by the casual glance of Brees Hall... It's gonna be hard for me to find somebody that's gonna probably jump him in my dynasty ranks. I'm sure I'm gonna get to a situation where, like, okay, if you need a receiver, I'm okay with taking Garrett Wilson here. I'm okay with taking Jamison Williams. I'm okay with taking Traylon. You know what I mean? But as of right now, I'm locked in with Brees Hall as a way too early prospect. Is my one one. Why I love him here. Love
1: him. I, I don't disagree. It, it I like you just did this kind of casually and quickly um, in, in the past few days, and when I got to. Brees hall. I didn't have a lot of time and I watched about three minutes and up uh, of his tape and went, yep, I like this guy a lot. Like he just brings a lot to the table mm-hmm. and, and to look at his stats and see that he was over 1400 yards and had, I think 36 or something like that receptions to go on top of that. He's an all around back. He's got a really, I, I, a nice way in, in the hole of moving mm-hmm. laterally and he's bursty. He's got, he's got a really nice, uh quick first step there um, to go along with everything else. And he Plans ran with some goes. power as well. So, I like a lot of, a lot of what I see out of him. Yeah, um, it's all, all purpose.
0: Yep. What he brings. And you mentioned receiving, he had a total of 82 receptions in college. So 82 receptions, 734 yards, six touchdowns. So he's viable in a passing game. He, he had, you know, his, in 2019 he had 897 nine yards and nine touchdowns, but in 2020, 1572, 21 touchdowns. 2021, 1472, 20 touchdowns. So monster stats. Very there productive. At Iowa State, very productive, very solid. Big fan. He yeah. Set, he set the FBF's record for most
3: consecutive games with a rush touchdown. 24. Oh. It's crazy. 24 in a row.
0: Nose for the end yeah.
2: zone. Yep. It's wild. Yeah, the, this running back class is all very close for me. Uh, I do like Brees Hall. I think he has good vision. Uh, he's got a really good feel in the open field of uh, just kind of planning ahead. And you can tell that he's not, he doesn't feel rushed. He, it, it doesn't overwhelm him in the open field. He makes good moves. Um, he's He's a fine athlete I think that's probably one of the biggest knocks on him is he's just not a spectacular athlete like some of the other guys that we've seen come out uh, in, in recent years where you're just you're drooling over their their speed or their strength or their you know he doesn't have any of those uh, but I, I think his patience, his vision. He's got good strength. I don't think it's elite, but I think he has good strength. I think he's going to be a very solid back for a team. Uh, And then it's going to come down to volume, which it does for a lot of these running backs. But I think he's going to be solid. Uh, Him and Isaiah Spiller are pretty close for me. Kenneth Walker's also in that conversation. Jared, I know you love Zach Charbonnet. He'll be a guy that's going to be in this conversation as well. But the nice part is for the most part, we have a lot of good size with a lot of these running backs in this class. Whereas in some of the the other years were like really trying to, especially last year, you know, we we had like ETN who's a little bit undersized and then we're pushing up guys like Gainwell and Carter and guys that are at the top and we're like, they don't have great size though. So no three down roll, but maybe a good passing down roll. We have a lot of guys that could traditionally work into those three down rolls. We'll see if they get them at the NFL level, but at least they have the size and ability to do it.
0: Yeah, Brees Hall has that Antonio Gibson kind of built. That six foot one, two hundred fifteen pounds. You mentioned the word patience. I saw that flash on his tape here, real quick, like real good patience behind the line. Then hit that hole. And you mentioned athleticism, where where I I heard some reports about Brees Hall, like oh, he's not going to be the fastest guy. His four time won't be the fast. But when I saw him run the football, like he showed to me, like he's a football player mm-hmm. and he's got football speed. And I saw him when he was in open field, had that home run abilities so sure. like even though i read a report i was like i don't see that as i understand what you're saying about the athleticism like he's not that like yeah travis Etienne, sure has, jonathan uh, taylor yeah. yeah boom and go even aj dillon with his speed at, at times but to me this guy is a pure running back and i'm looking i'm always looking at these guys again we talk about them all the time like from a fantasy football perspective reese hall from what i've seen at the casual level so far is offers tremendous fantasy football upside. He reminds me, he offers that Najee Harris role where like you said, volume, volume, volume. If it's there, you have a guy who could be running back five overall his rookie year, which then, again, you go from being a dynasty running back, he's 1-1 here, but now you go to a first round dynasty startup kind of player and that just speaks volume for value and I think there's a lot of volume here and I think what I'm seeing here, if he offers that kind of upside. If the 22 first can be had, Right? Because again, this is a time even to get 22 picks, even now, like before people are really diving in. It might be worth starting to investigate if you have some player capital, you have something like trying to get high up in this first round pick. Because I think when it's all said and done, we're going to be very excited with some of these players. Just by looking at some of these guys that are top end guys right now, top six, top seven guys. I think when it's all said and done, by the end of 2022 season, some of these guys are going to find their way into the top 36 of dynasty startups. And we've seen that trend now over the last three years. And I don't think it stops with this class. And obviously it's going to explode with the 23 classes as well. But we've been talking for now for over a year about this influx of youth and dynasty. I think this is another tremendous value here. So next on the clock, we had me Garrett. Garrett, Garrett. Uh, I'm up here and it just felt
2: too poetic not to take Garrett Wilson. Uh, It kind of felt locked into that. Uh, But honestly, I'm, I had a really, really difficult time with this pick. Uh, I like the receivers and I've mentioned this before. I like the receivers in this class a little bit better than I like the running backs. And it really came down to Garrett Wilson and Traylon Burks. And uh, Jared and I were literally on the phone yesterday talking about this. And I was like, if I had 10 fantasy leagues and I had the choice between Traylon Burks and Garrett Wilson in them, Five times I'm probably taking Wilson, and five times I'm probably taking Burks. Like they are razor, razor thin. The reason I chose at one, two here to take Garrett Wilson over Traylon Burks is I think Garrett Wilson is is safer than Traylon Burks. Everything I see, he's polished. Everything translates to the next level. Whereas Burks is a little bit more raw, he's got more athleticism, he's a freak of nature. But there's a little bit more bust potential, I think, with Burks than Garrett Wilson. And if I'm at two, I can't miss at two. I got to make sure I hit and I get value with that pick. And so that was my motivation to bump him up slightly over Traylon Burks here. But both are really good options. Garrett Wilson, insane body control. Uh, He's not going to run the fastest 40 time, but he can fit into any type of role that you want to give him. A very good route runner, create separation at the top of his routes. And even though he's not going to run this 4-3-5-40 or anything like that, he's still got great athleticism. And if you don't believe me, go back and watch from his freshman season, the game against Clemson and just type in Garrett Wilson catch versus Clemson. It'll pop right up. You might even be able to just type catch and this will pop up. But he literally... A a defender is standing there, and he almost jumps over top of a defender to go up and catch a pass. And that was back of his heel, ended up hitting out of bounds or something. Ended up not actually being a catch, but it was one of the most fantastic catches I had ever seen uh, from a freshman wide receiver make. And so there's a lot in his game to like, and we're seeing Brian Hartline just really pouring into these receivers, doing a fantastic job coaching these guys up. He recruits well, he coaches them well, and then he puts them onto the next level well. I think Garrett Wilson's the next guy in line with that.
0: Yeah, I know way to be in wide receiver. You, Ohio State, it's, they're really starting to pump out here. And, and pedigree, we talked about this going way back to even, like, Stephon Diggs coming out of, you know, of Maryland when he slipped a little bit, you know, went in the third round of some rookie drafting with that. Like, pedigree, pedigree, pedigree. Like, we love guys that come mm-hmm. in with pedigree, and that's where Garrett Wilson brings. Uh, he was the number one overall wide receiver recruit coming out of Texas when he went to Ohio State. So he went into Ohio State with a lot of pedigree, and he got better every single year. And I love – what Brian Hartline's done there at the university, at the Ohio State University, and, the, and he's, how he's getting these guys ready year in and year out to produce. And some guys are, you know, Paris Campbell's missing, but you know, with the injuries. Sure. But there's been countless guys coming out here, and Garrett, Garrett Wilson's one of the next guys. You mentioned the body control. Uh, you know, I've had a pri- privilege. Ohio State's the one team I watch every single game of. Sure. So, you know, Garrett Wilson, you mentioned, is he the, the fast guy out there? No, but if there's a ball go- that's going to be close to him, he's going to go up and get it. You mentioned his, his body control is unbelievable. Fantastic. And he can get up there and get the ball the best of them. So to me the one thing, the only thing that I'm really worried about right now with Garrett Wilson honestly is all the mock drafts have him going to the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> I have so, seen one him going to the the Eagles. Well that'd be tremendous. Well I another year another Eagles. high wide receiver yeah, that, pick for the Eagles. Well, any, any, anywhere but you know what I mean I would hate it if the DeVonte
3: Smith and Hurts but yeah.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I mean got her. Yeah, I guess it wouldn't be Besides a good spot the point. too. But same thing with like the Browns, like the Browns have they, they have they give you no output if you're a receiver. Sure. They give you no output period unless you have Nick Chubb. It's like literally we thought it'd be a... a I don't want the Browns have been uh, soul crushing. Me. Rich, Rich can't talk about. Uh, it yeah, right now. we can't. We can't go. On yeah, but right like that I would kind of like. But at the same time, he would be the number one there. Jarvis leaves. That, that could sure. be, that could be something there. But you would have Donovan People's Jones compete with as well. I mean, we've even
2: seen Amon Ross St. Brown produce with with Jared Detroit. Goes. So and, and that's where good players be. will shine in, in situations.
0: So I, I love the pick. I think Garrett Wilson. You, you mentioned uh, Traylon Burks, really intriguing. Uh, we'll talk about him a little bit here. Jamison Williams out of Alabama, yep, uh, really intriguing. Garrett Jared uh, keeps telling me he's like Rich. is going to be your, by the time you're done with it. This going to be your favorite receiver. So I haven't dug into him at all. So I'm really excited about him. <laughs> he does know your style. Tape. He does know my style. So he thinks I'm going to love him. So we'll get, we'll get into him, but I like the Garrett Wilson pick. I can't go wrong right now. You mentioned him and Traylon Burks, If You want to be safe. I think right now, Garrett Wilson's probably with everything he's put on college tape with his pedigree coming out of high school. He's probably the safest person in this draft right now at the receiver position. He's yep. extremely versatile too. In 2020, he lined
3: up majority from the slot. And that worked out fine. And this year, he's lined up. I think eighty percent, eighty percent plus his snaps were lined up from the outside this year. They've so. done that
0: well at Ohio State altogether. They move all their like you know they, they're starting to do a Jackson Smith and Jigba, Who yeah. obviously, if you watch his his bowl <laughs> game, so good. That, wow, he's unbe- that was ridiculous. He's yeah. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like that one catch at the end, he's he's on. Talking about wide receiver one in twenty twenty three. Like yeah. he's unbelievable. But even like a lot, they they move these guys around. They're giving them all. An opportunity to play the X, the Y, the slot. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's nice to see there. Yeah.
1: I mean, the only thing I'll add on top of everything you guys have already said about Garrett Wilson is he can create an open field as well. He's not a guy that just catches it and falls down, also. Mm-hmm. he, he love it. He does, yeah. He does have some open field uh, type of moves to, to get extra yards after the catch as well. So on top of everything else, he does that also.
0: Dynamic receiver. Yeah. He, he There's definitely. a reason he's the number one receiver mm-hmm. here now. I'm just like, you need, you, we're not, if we're this early, you have to be dynamite be have even your name mentioned yep. so love it all
1: right so i'm up at one three and i am gonna go I, I mean i have to go running back here i feel like there's just there's just not enough of them in the draft in, in period to, to not push this guy up more so isaiah, isaiah spiller uh texas a&m uh running back you know i i kind of picked this this guy and and you know he's 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 typical six foot you know, six foot one, 215 215-pound guy. He also, you know, he's not going to add a lot in the, in the receiving game, 29 catches. But it's enough to, for me to say, hey, this guy can be on the field all three downs. The one thing I didn't kind of like about him, you, you said you didn't really look at his tape. He has a tendency to bounce around a little bit too much for me behind the line of scrimmage, which at the NFL level can really cost you big-time yardage. So that was the one thing that I saw in his game that I kind of wanted him to eliminate or hope that he eliminates at the next level because he has all the tools you know, to be a three-down back if he's not taking these big negative yard type of situations that I can see kind of happening with the game that he has. It could be one of those things where he's, he's just trying to be patient and wait for things to open up a little bit. But at the NFL, you can do that to an extent but you better be kind of moving North South a little bit while you're doing it as well. So that was the the one concern I had um, with Isaiah Spiller. I'm, I'm sure you guys dug in a little bit more from the Debbie side on this guy. Yeah. And probably have a little bit more than I do, but I'll say this about Isaiah Spiller. It, all of these running backs, I mentioned it before,
2: they're very close for me. So yeah. as I'm doing, and these are preliminary ranks, you know, right. I will watch a lot more games on each player before I feel comfortable giving them like my my final personal nerd score. Uh, but right now, I don't have anybody above like if I were to combine the past two years classes, I don't have anybody above like seventh or eighth. This was the one guy that was really like right up in there uh, around seventh or eighth. Uh, He offers a lot as far as a between the tackles runner. He's very physical. He's got. Pretty good speed, and he's a guy that will punish people in the open field. Uh, it makes a lot of guys uh, miss as well.
1: So there's there's enough wiggle in his game to go with how powerful he is. Was he a little I, – I felt like he was a little herky-jerky or something to me, um, not as smooth as, as like when, when I saw um, – Brees Hall like Brees he, is a little bit smooth. He yeah. is a smooth guy and he gets in and out of breaks almost effortl- effortlessly. Mm-hmm. Easy for me to say. Uh, but Isaiah Spiller on the other hand was just a little herky-jerky for me. Like that's, that's what popped off. in So do you like him Matt? Because so far you've only said negative things
2: I about your draft pick. I do like him. Okay, I'm just making sure that you actually not, like him. I get it. No, <laughs> because
0: when you do it, like we're going off our our list on these rankings, so we're looking at these guys who to pick. So you picked you take them off of like basically our Debbie guy's opinion. Sure, sure. And Then when you're casually watching the table, I did the same thing with like Alave. I've watched Olave's entire career, and I pick him, and I get, and then I start casually watching the table a little bit more. And I'm like, okay, he's a good receiver, but like, I don't. know. where like, is he gonna be a really good? dynasty receiver? Like, I don't know. So even when I took him out, I took Alave, we're going to get up to her. I, I am taking Alave here a little bit later, and I'm like, I can definitely see myself by the time the actual draft rolls around, where Alave, instead of being like 1-9, is like one thirteen maybe and I have yeah. a lot
1: more tape. Like maybe two, two, maybe one. maybe the tape that or the, the games that I chose to watch weren't his best performances. <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? Like sure who knows. I was making sure you I like it. I t- you know, have a ton I more looking like, tell. Well this is a consensus type of thing. Like I, I did kind of go off of a list sure. and then kind sure. of pick and, and 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 also do film study at the same time. It wasn't like I did a bunch of film study and then I'll made all these right, picks. Right. So. No that's no, fair. Same
0: thing I took the players and then I watched the film. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Spiller
3: going at one four is not unlikely at all I think he's him and Brees Hall are consensus RB1 RB2 for the most part around like what I the people I talk to mm-hmm. and stuff so we did we did a film nerds episode on the YouTube channel of Spiller coming into this year so we broke him down a little bit and I agree with what you guys are saying I think he has good feet makes people miss for his size 6'1 2'15 which you don't really see too often um, It's pretty tall for a running back yeah I think he's he's got a little more juke to his game than Brees Hall Brees Hall is better like one cut and go mm-hmm. type yep. guy Um, he's a good pass catcher too. I think all three, like all four of these top backs in my, like Kenneth Walker, Spiller, Brees Hall, Charbonnet, they all produced as freshmen and sophomores. Well, not Charbonnet, but (laughs) freshmen, sophomore, junior. So, um, and they all have prototypical size. So I don't have too much to add on
0: Spiller there. Yeah. Okay. All right. So then it goes to, back to you, Jay. You're up.
3: I am up at one four and I took Traylon Burks, wide receiver out of Arkansas. He is 6'3", 223, and he is just an absolute freak, freak of nature. Um, he's he's huge, like I just said, 223, and he was clocked at 22.6 miles per hour. So just to give some context to that, that's what DK Metcalf was clocked at when he chased Buda Baker down the sideline in last year. Remember that? Everybody oh, yeah, was
2: everyone was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. it. So stripped yeah. it. Or didn't I strip him, Got him at the five-yard line or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and I think
3: yeah. that was RA analytics where they, they can, like – Pull out the miles per hour based Which on there. Which is their, crazy to be that fast at that size. It's crazy. So, um, based it's on be
1: that fast at any size is pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> and so, I mean, he's it's got not that l- fast on a bike.
1: <laughs> Slow down. This is a school zone, sir. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he runs the 4 3 at the combine, but I, I think just watching him on the field, I would say probably 4 4 more so, but still, that's moving for mm-hmm. 6 3. 225 and it's just not just his weight and his height i mean he's got extremely long arms mm-hmm. he wears a 5xl glove his hands are huge and you can see that because he catches the ball extremely well he's able to high point down the field catches the ball well out of out of um out of the slot which is what they mainly run him out yeah, of so he mostly right out. yeah it's odd for a guy that big to play mostly slot you would think he's probably lined up as an x receiver on the outside but it's it's weird when you're watching him because it's hard to evaluate his, like, release and his route running because he really wasn't asked to run, like, a typical route tree. So, like, when you guys get to breaking him down, you're probably going to see him just running mainly slants, over routes, and they run him on jet sweeps and stuff. But when he gets the ball in, the hand, on, in his hands, you can just see the talent oozing out of him. So um,
0: I, he, I love his potential. Let's say, does he have, like – Saying that, do you see a point where he could be an overall complete receiver? Can he does he have the ability to run around? I do because
3: when so there are times where they do line him out in the outside, played in the SEC and he's going against good guys out there. And I did see flashes of him having really quick releases for his size. I'm like, whoa, okay. He's got that in him like he can do it. I just didn't really see it on a routine basis, so it was tough to grade him there, but I think he can do it. It's just, you know, if he can develop there, but I mean from the the traits and the physical tools that he's blessed with, I mean, it's tough to find that Um, and he's got great hands. Like I said, he catches pretty much everything tracks the ball really well down the field, which is really important for his speed and. When the ball is in the air, he's able to go up and attack it. So, um, I think he just needs to work on some of the technical things in his game, like adding to that route tree. And when he's paired up with these quarterbacks in the NFL, you know, it might might be a little different because his quarterback sucked at Arkansas.
0: (laughs) But um, you watch his highlight tape. This is a guy I expect to be the one one. Like when you watch his highlight tape, like I've watched casually, like his highlight. I haven't dug into the film at all. But when I watch his highlight tape, when this guy is like, this is one one. Like he has like. It's like it's easy to always throw his name around because he's one of the greatest. But like that Calvin Johnson potential, like he's that big, fast receiver. Like you don't see a lot of like DK Metcalf came in the league, but like DK came in with for me a lot of question marks. You he know, was, like a, he guy was who a little I was go receiver, but I was yeah. DK Metcalf came in stiff, and I was like, this is yeah. going to translate. He got way better. Like oh, it's three cone, you know. Like and that and you when I you were just, the worst on DK Metcalf, that's probably my biggest miss in Dynasty.
1: That was going to be my question to you. Uh. Jared, when you were describing it, is he stiff? I think is he, he's is more he, of a fluid he athlete is okay. Than okay. pretty fluid. Right. Like yeah.
3: he can catch the ball. And, forward. Like his yeah. hips are pretty loose. I was talking to Nick Whalen about him a little bit. Cause I, I always like to pick his brain cause he knows what he's watching. And, um, he kind of compared him to Demarius Thomas coming out because all those traits were there with Demarius Thomas, but he was pretty raw coming out of Georgia tech. So, um, because they'd never throw the ball. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, that's a good, I, I thought I mean, that was that, a good comp. That's, um,
0: that's a solid guy you would love to get on your team there, but a definitely. big, fast, big-handed receiver that can make big-time plays. I mean, let's see where he goes. You know, you get the right quarterback, right situation, they put him opposite of, like, he ends up in Green Bay. Right? Yeah. It, opposite of Dante Adams and, and Roger stays.
3: A lot of these mock drafts, he's going later than I, I would think he goes. Like, he's going as wide receiver five or six in the first round. So, um I don't know if they're just like downplaying them, you know. They're trying to slow play them. As I hear that happens, um, but I don't well, know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. It gets me excited to see out. a player
0: here already. at, Like we're at one four, and you're getting a guy like Traylon Burks. Who like you know, you go back three months ago, and you're like, this guy's dynasty one one most likely. So to me, it just shows you already the depth of this class at a casual like glance. Like you're getting if you have one four, you're getting Traylon Burks. So like again, you don't necessarily have. And there's another running back we're gonna talk about here, Lil Situ, right? I didn't get to watch Isaiah Spiller, but I watched a little bit of his tape. I'm like, ooh, you know, this guy has some potential. Yeah, he's a fun running back. So even like when I'm saying, hey, now's the time we can get up to that mid-range 22, while we still have the impression of this 22 class isn't like elite, right? Like if you can get to this one four to one six range, I still think you have a really good shot to end up really benefiting your dynasty team. Because like again, mm-hmm. I'm back up on the clock here, right again, um, at one five. And I take Drake London, wide receiver out of USC. And, you know, when Traylon Burks went away. I, I got to casually watch a little bit of Drake London because Jared put me on Drake London early. He's like, this guy is just a fantastic receiver. You got to check him out. Six foot five, 210 pounds. Now he ended up fracturing his ankle earlier on. So like he didn't ha- we don't have a complete film set, uh, study for him for the entire year. But when I watched him, I'm like, look at now, this guy's Mike Evans, you know, like a giant receiver who has pretty good hands. And if you're looking for somebody who's probably gonna be one of the best contested catches, in this draft class, it's going to be hard for me to find somebody that's not going to be outside of Drake London. Like I loved Garrett Wilson, but Garrett Wilson isn't six foot five, no, two hundred and ten pounds. He doesn't have that. He's
2: when, maybe six foot, right? Yeah, he's going to be right around. I would be. I wouldn't be surprised if he's five eleven when yeah. he actually. Five eleven
0: and that's and that's fine. There's tons of success. Absolutely, there. but Drake London is Mike Evans. That's what he yeah, is. No. He's he's a big, sure-handed receiver that when you throw him up the football, he's going to go get it. And he might not look like he's the fastest guy in the field. But he's fast enough he's, to get it done.
2: He's going to be similar to his teammate uh, from a couple years ago, Michael Pittman Jr. You're going to have a lot of parallels in there. Uh,
0: another – and guy who we loved. And when, when I said last year watching Michael Pittman Jr., when we were done watching the same, I was like, dude, after all these receivers, like I was way too low on Michael Pittman Jr. Drake London, I don't want me to make that 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 same uh, comparison because when I watch him, I'm just like, okay, I've seen guys come in the league like him. You know, you got other guys that are like Doriel Green Beckham that completely – laying out, but you got, don't say that man's trainers.
2: name in front of you. You got the Mike
0: <laughs> Evans. And to me, he's somebody that you get the ball in his hands. He's a, first of all, he's going to go get the ball and then you get in the ball in his hands and he's good enough where he's going to make some action happen. He just reminds me of Mike Evans. He like, he yeah. really does. Yeah. And Mike Evans, again, who after this week will be the first receiver uh, ever to have a thousand yards, his first eight, eight years in the league, the only receiver ever to do that. So to me, When I watch Drake London, I'm like, this is a guy, just like I want to trade for Michael Pittman Jr. right now. If I love that, Michael Evans is probably undervalued in Dynasty. It's like, this will be a guy who will help my Dynasty team for six to seven years. Mm -hmm. Like, he will always give me production. He might not be that elite wide receiver, high-end wide receiver one, the the superstar speech or flash guy, but he will be. He has a potential to be wide receiver seven, the wide receiver fifteen, on a year in year out basis in the right situation. I love his size. I love his hands. Um, I think he's really athletic for the, for how big he is. He offers a lot of upside. So, to, again, getting here at 1 5, a guy of Drake London's caliber, I feel really good about it from what I've casually seen. Um, and again, this is something that Jared put me on early. He's like, hey, this is something you got to check out. Like, he, before he before his ankle, he's just somebody, if you want if somebody to catch the football, he's going to get it for he, you. He was tearing it up this year. Oh, he he would have won amazing. the
3: Blitnikov if he would have been healthy. I mean, he was just on an He was an still a finalist,
2: even though he had only played, what, like five games, six games? Yeah, he's
3: he's PFF's number one rated wide receiver. I think it's important to say that. Um, they do a lot of good work over there. He um, Played two years on USC's basketball team, so he's got a good basketball background. I think that helps him. Definitely, that's, those jump offs. That's, that's always a bonus for sure. Yeah, what I noticed when I'm when watching him, I th- he's just an absolute beast in the open field to tackle. He kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of Michael Pittman in that way. Like he always ran really hard, and he was tough to bring down. So, uh, don't really have much other than that to add.
2: the The only the only thing that we didn't see a ton of is he. He didn't create a ton of separation. And that's something when I dig deeper, I want to look into that uh, because he's not overly fast and he's not an incredible route runner. Usually your separation is going to come from one of those two things. Typically now, where he's going to win is contested catches and that's that's fine. There are guys that can win consistently at that. But the NFL has moved to more of a game of space. Yeah. No doubt. Um, so that is that is going to be the one thing that I'm going to keep my eye on. But he's he's absolutely within my top five receivers. I think he's worthy of an NFL, you know, late first, early second round type of pick. So this is not a, a thing that I don't like Drake London.
1: That's just the one thing that I want to keep my eye on as I'm watching film. And, and as you were saying that in my brain, like I, I, I'm trying to think of quarterbacks that will just throw it up to a guy because you need mm-hmm. that if you're going to have a guy that's not going to get a lot of separation. So I, I, nothing's coming to mind like right off the top of my head. But Jameis Winston, if yeah, <laughs> he'll throw it up no matter what, even, <laughs> even if there is no space and yeah. you have no shot of catching it at all. Um, but it's one of those things that if he, if you know if I'm watching the film and I see that he's not getting separations, those are the kind of things that I'm thinking of. Like, is he going to end up in a situation where it doesn't matter because he's six foot five and there's going to be a guy that throws him the ball anyway? Maybe then he'll still have value. Otherwise, he might take a little bit of a slide back in my rankings depending on where he kind of lands and with with whom.
0: Uh, well, a short area of quickness was there, um, mm-hmm. and we've seen a lot of this in today's NFL away scheme. That you know that quick. You know, you know, you know, you quick, quick stack that receiver, quick yep. slant get inside. Um, you know, we see a lot of it from the Browns and Jarvis, you know, a lot of those plays. So to me, I think casually watching him again I and mean, the limited he has, like, I think this guy offers that kind of upside. He has crazy upside. That, I totally that, agree. Again, I think he's, I think he's be something that's a very safe dynasty fantasy football player. And if, if I get Michael Pittman Jr. out of him, that's fantastic. If I get Mike Evans out of him, even better. Even but I better. Think, he just reminds me of something that if he get if the draft slot is right, which I think it w- end up will end up being, he's something that's going to be a focal point of a offense uh, enough to the point where like okay, I think his floor is a wide receiver too. and then if the touchdowns are there with his size, I can't imagine him not mm-hmm. being then, then that's where the value is. So like if you if I'm drafted at one five and I get somebody who's going to be a wide receiver two for the next six years, I hit a home run, sure. an absolute home run. So happy about it.
2: All right, I am up here at 1-6. And this is this was a little bit of a teardrop for me, uh, especially after the top four. I think the top four, I feel pretty good about. I feel pretty safe about. I thought you meant you were crying. Oh, tier, this is a <laughs> teardrop. <Yeah. laughs> Drop top. Uh, no, no. The uh, difference in where they are ranked, uh, the levels. Uh, but it got to the point where... There's only a few running backs left that I would trust taking with first round draft capital and Kenneth Walker has really exploded onto the scene now. I remember a few years ago Jared and I were talking about this guy out of Wake Forest and it was so weird because like Wake Forest like walks up to the line after getting the ball <laughs> and he's like this kid is really good but it's it's weird what Wake Forest does and I'm talking through it but I was he, he he had me watching some tape and I was like yeah I do I, I like Kenneth Walker and I hadn't really thought much about it and his next year at Wake Forest wasn't anything special and all of a sudden he transfers to Michigan State and just explodes onto the scene and honestly up until the game at Ohio State he was one of the. Top guys in the conversation for the Heisman Trophy, uh, and and it's unfortunate that it happened because I would have liked to have seen him gotten more get more consideration for that. But he reminds me, size and build wise, he's a little bit smaller than some of these other guys we talked about, and Brees Hall, and we're going to talk about Charbonnet and Spiller, but. He's still got good size. We're talking about a guy that I think is going to come in similar to a JK Dobbins. This 5'9 to 5'10. He's gonna probably Dobbins came in at the combine at 207. I think that's probably what we're gonna see right. out of out of him as well. So not this big prototypical back. But he's not a scat back either. It's not like somebody that I'm worried about taking NFL pounding. I think he'll be just fine from that standpoint. Because from that height, I mean, that's thick.
1: You're thick at that exactly. point. Exactly. You know what
2: I mean? Exactly. Uh, very quick player. He's got extremely, extremely quick feet. So far, he has the highest elusiveness uh, rating that I've given to any running back in this class so far. So he can make guys miss. At the line in a phone booth in the open field, he can make players miss. And that's where a lot of his production is going to be able to come from is how quick and and, and how efficient his feet are. Now, where there's a little bit of a downside, he doesn't have a great contact balance rating for me. He's not a guy that's going to carry the pile, push the pile, uh, break a tackle or two through running through guys. It's going to be more he's making players miss. So I think he is a good prospect. Uh, All of these running backs, I would be shocked right now, and I could I could totally be wrong. We'll see. But as far as NFL draft capital, I don't think anybody's going to be a top 40, top 50 pick. I think we're looking at a lot of mid-seconds to early third-round guys, which there's a lot of productive players in the NFL that have gone in that draft capital range. So. I think
0: Buffalo could take a court running back earlier than we think. I it, think like a guy like Brees Hall would fit there. It, if there was a team to a do football. it, I think
2: they're seeing this year that they desperately they need, need that yeah. guy. Um, so there kind is, of,
0: is... Kind of like the Chiefs did. You know, they, did, yeah. they took Clyde Edwards. It was Allaire. Clyde
2: Edwards-Alaire really a first-round pick? Probably not. Should've but they John decided he was. Yeah, should have taken John... <laughs> Andrew Swift. Uh, I think how good Swift or Dobbins would have looked in oh. that offense. Oof. Oh.
3: So in our preliminary nerd scores that we have right now, just a little sneak peek, but just to add some context, we have Kenneth Walker like between Cam Akers and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So in that range,
0: this was a guy I was talking about. Like when I, like, I didn't watch any Isaiah Spiller, but I watched casually quickly some Kenneth Walker mm-hmm. and I was like, Ooh, it's fun. he's fun. Like, look, I, I I just saw him juke somebody right out of their shoes. It was like a linebacker just on a dime, just stop and juke him right out of his shoes. I'm like, ooh, let me watch this guy a little bit more. So he's got more. the feet of J.K.
1: Dobbins, the speed of <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> just- <laughs>
0: yeah. the Vinesse of Gale Sayers. Yeah. Uh,
1: he was... Power of Jerome he's Bettis. He's good, man. He's when good.
0: I, when I watched him, I was like, I, I literally got, I was like, I can't wait to watch more of him. Because I did, Because so, it wasn't even a guy I drafted, and I right. saw you drafted right. him, and then, and then I just fell into him somehow, and I watched, like, a game, and I'm like, I can't wait to watch more of this
1: guy. Yeah, I actually didn't was, get a chance to watch him.
0: He yeah. was really fun. So this was the running back I was talking about. I was like, oh, so I took Drake London. And after watching a little bit of his tape, I was like, oh, what I would have taken. Like, I can see Walker. myself yeah. when it's all said and done. Kenneth Walker ends up in, like, Miami. And he's like, oh, yep, now he's, he's, he's one he's 1-4, one one right. You know what I mean? He's that kind of player.
2: Now, one thing that's odd, he wasn't really used much in the receiving game at all. So, And it's not that he can't do it.
0: Yeah,
3: like, he can. He can. I've, you, I've seen, you've
2: seen yeah. plays where they throw him the ball, but at Wake Forest, three receptions, three receptions. So three receptions over We two, saw
3: that with Jonathan Taylor. We right? saw that with
2: Jonathan Taylor. Did get a little bit of an uptick at Michigan State, 13 receptions, 89 yards and a touchdown. But when you see him go catch the football, it looks fluid enough. It, do, it doesn't look like he's like fighting his hands or anything. So I think it's more of an incomplete, more than a not capable.
0: Well, I switched my third to that. To, to your theory from two years ago, and you're like, I now take this as a can or cannot. Yep. And yeah. he and, so, and he can. Yeah. So that, like like you said, like Jonathan Taylor, and I was going, oh well, he didn't catch a lot. He has 16% drop rate most amongst all these running backs. Like, and here he is now, like, oh he can. Yeah, he can. Yeah. <laughs> He he's he's only, fine. he's only running back one overall in Dynasty now, you know? So, NBD. Like, N- I'll go on a 15-minute rant why you should take Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Edwards, <laughs> but now he's just he's the number one overall Dynasty uh, player. But, you know, it's part of the game. It's part. It's why we play. You yeah. know what I mean? If if I was right every single time, then I'd, I would win every Dynasty Championship. Right, we don't even need to
2: do a podcast. We'll just, you know, do DraftKings yeah, every so, weekend. Um, make tons of money.
0: For me, again, just casually, real fun player, excited guy, to get, excited to dig more into Kenneth Walker going Absolutely. forward. Absolutely. All right. Well, at this point, let's hop
2: on over to our friends. I talk about them every week, partly because I just love them so much. PredictionStrike.com. And we're talking about these rookies right now.
0: This is where you you make your money Prediction Strike. This This is is where you make your money.
2: (laughs) Exactly. As we're talking about these guys, as we talk about these rookies, that's when you can really elevate. If you would have got Jarrett Patterson before, Jarrett Patterson had a really good week this week. Mm Could have gotten a little bit of a bump there. All of these players, we're going to see some of them rise, some of them fall, but this is where the money is made. You can buy, sell, trade stocks of players just like you would in the stock market. You can go to predictionstrike.com or simply just download their app on iOS. It's a great app, easy to use. Just create an account and type in the promo code DYNASTY with your first deposit of $20 or more. You'll receive a free share of any player you want. So are like, Garrett, I don't want to look at rookies yet. I just give me a share of Javante Williams and I'll be like, okay,
1: Not that's a great idea. Can never go wrong. That's right. Nowhere happen? Or
2: J- J.K. Dobbins is actually probably a great buyer. Right that's what I would be buying. All I don't know Smart. what his price is at,
1: but
0: he's my, he was my favorite. He was my number. I talked about him on the show before. He was my number one buy in dynasty all season long. Anytime, any league I was remotely out of and I had a good running back. on, like, I traded Saquon for it. Like I traded I traded every possible player I could that was held value if I could get J.K. Dobbins. So like for Prediction Strike, like I'm all over it because I think he has has a monster here next
1: year. So do I, man. I'm with you on that. His
0: share is at
3: $5.20. Okay. That's not too bad. I'd still buy. Yeah, I don't know what that is in context. uh, Sorry, I'm trying to find out.
2: Sign up now with promo code DYNASTY. Receive that free share with your first deposit of $20 or more at predictionstrike.com. And Matt, if I... uh, if I know correctly, and I think I do, you're up next, right?
1: I am up, yes, at 1-7. I'm going to take uh, Jameson Williams or Jameson, Jameson Williams? Jameson. Jameson Williams. Like the drink. Like the alcohol. Mm. Goes down smooth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, a wide receiver from Alabama, six foot 289 pounds. This is the guy that started his career at Ohio State, really never got on the field just because there was too much talent ahead of him, basically.
0: Yeah, crazy what they Who
1: knows? Cause, um,
3: yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Transfers to Alabama. Jared loves this guy, so he's
2: about to rant. So go ahead, Rich. You and I will be quiet, so Jared. Can I don't know Wax about poetic.
0: I've not watched any film on him besides like watching Alabama play. Okay. Well,
1: <laughs> I did. I did watch some film. This guy is super explosive athlete. Mm-hmm. I do feel like he's a little bit raw. I would lo- like. I think he would be the number one overall guy if he if he went back to college next year and and, and played another season, but I can see you know. I could definitely see him coming out and being a first-round draft pick. Regardless, he just offers that much upside. He's 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 quick in and out of breaks. He he you know he's a guy that's six foot eight, eighty nine, so he has a little bit of length to him yep. as well. He does he's not like prototypical you know outside X receiver two hundred and twenty pounds or two hundred fifteen pounds at six foot two, so he's a little bit slight at, at one hundred eighty nine pounds, but. The length is there. The explosion is the explosiveness is there. Um, and, and he does a lot of good things with the ball in his hands. I mean, he's a guy that can, he's a huge, he's a big play waiting good to house it, it at, at any time, any moment. He's he could pull away from guys. He's got a, a, a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth gear. He just, he's he's the Lamborghini out there amongst regular vehicles. You know what I mean? He's one of these type of guys. And, to get him here at seven, I think is is stealing at this point. I mean, just just from a quick overview of him, this he has all the potential to be the number one guy. Once I'm through with my my process, yeah, that I, talented, huh? Yeah, yeah I agree with is that. Is there
0: any Jalen Waddle to his game?
1: I I think he's faster. Like his it's top line.
3: his top gear, I think is faster than Jalen Waddle. <sighs> he's got a gear, man. He can stop and start
0: just as good as Jalen Waddle, if not even a little better. Um, that's why I, I love Jalen a lot last year. You guys were like, not oh, no. I'm like, no, this guy has potential to be like high end and he's producing already this year. Like She's had a great season. Yeah. yeah. He
1: gets, he gets a little bit of daylight and it's over.
0: Yeah.
3: Okay. And, I mean, we just talked about it. Today's game is all about getting the ball in space and creating space and creating separation. And there's nobody in this class that creates better separation. I think than Jamison Williams, just because of how much they have to respect his speed. Um, Today, I, you know, if I, we did this mock draft, like what, we completed this one about a week and a half ago, like just so we could all sure. be on the same page and stuff. Um, it, if I had my pick back at one four, I probably would take Jamison Williams instead of Traylon Burns. Really? Yeah, I, I really dug in today on Jamison Williams more than I have in the past and, um, man, he might end up being my wide receiver one. And I, I have like a preliminary score in for him right now after five games. And he's up there with like Jalen Waddle, Rashad Bateman, Rondale Moore type. So at six to 189 pounds, he's got long arms and he offers more of like a, a wide receiver build than Jalen Waddle does. Cause I mean, Jalen Waddle didn't have like long arms or anything like that. Um, and I just think he's got great releases. His route running's underrated. He catches the ball with his hands. I mean, he, tore up the sec this year, but the big question with him is going to be, I mean, he's going to be really polarizing because why didn't he he play? Why didn't he play at Ohio state when he was there? Why didn't he, why did he have to transfer? So I, I don't have the answer for that. I don't know why. Like, I don't know. Garrett Wilson was there. Olave was there. They're both really good. They're both projected Jackson, to be first Smith round Jackson. picks. was there. Lon yeah. Harrison Jr. was there. Who knows? Maybe he didn't have a great relationship with Heartline, Ryan Day. I don't know those type of things. None of us do. What was um, it? What, what, out of high school, where, what
2: was
0: he rated? Do uh, you I, know? I, don't, I don't have that. I don't
3: know. I'm going to look like you're sure. talking. Yeah, I, know,
0: I know a month ago, like literally about in, uh, a month ago, in our group chat, Jared texted, I'm already calling it now. Jamison Williams will be richest number one receiver when it's all said and done. (laughs) I just know his guys and what he likes. So like, I haven't, I'm excited to dig into him because Ben Jared does know, I I like those guys. Like I liked Henry Ruggs coming out. I love Jalen Waddle coming out. I was probably the highest out among all of us on Jalen Waddle. Um, so I I just and again you know those Alabama receivers, Ohio State receivers, those guys that come out LSU they come out and they produce. And
2: a guy that yeah. went to both Rich. I mean, I mean yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is funny that he went to Alabama to get on the field cuz that's always been the issue. Right. Before. I think something yeah. can be
3: said for that. I Absolutely. mean he left Ohio State, yeah, but he transferred to Alabama just and he put tore out four up four
2: first round and he earned a starting
3: spot immediately. So uh,
2: so he was he was a highly rated four-star guy, top 100 prospect. Okay. Uh so he was he was the real deal coming out of high school as well.
1: And he put up 1500 yards. I mean, 75 catches, 1500 yards. And he's still going 15 touchdowns. We'll right. see against Georgia. Exactly. on Monday night. Has he, has he declared? Cause he's, he's just a junior. Not officially
0: right. because yeah. I assume he will, but right. That's an know. assumption yeah. uh,
1: that we're going to go with, I guess for this exercise, but who knows he might end up going back.
0: So here we are one seven by the sounds of it. This guy will end up, James Williams will end up higher than one seven, but the, and for him to move up, it means, like you said, Traylon Burks so will have to move down. Yep. Still I be think he's really going to be a spot.
3: polarizing guy, too.
0: But we're still here at 1-7, One very happy with the prospects that we have on hand so far. So now we're entering, a play, now we're entering that field of playoff teams. You mm-hmm. know, now we're at 1-7. We're, we're talking about teams that made the playoffs mm-hmm. last year and what potential they have there. So next on the clock is Jared. You just missed out on Jamison Williams. Where are you going? I am going with the running back out of UCLA,
3: Zach Charbonnet, six, 220 pounds. And he transferred to UCLA from Michigan this past year. And, uh, I mean, from the first game, first Hawaii, he just tore it up. He, he, he came on the scene and, um, immediately made his presence known. Um, so his first year he was at Michigan and, uh, he tore it up there as a true too, freshman. Yep. He was very highly recruited out of high school, um, And then his sophomore year, he kind of just fell out of place. He only had 19 carries on the year, and that was during the COVID season. Uh, They had Hassan Haskins, Blake Corum. They just had a running back by committee. So I don't know what happened there. Another guy that, like, what happened? Why do you have to transfer? Um, UCLA is is his hometown school. It's close to where he grew up. They recruited him hard out of high school. So uh, definitely had a connection there. So maybe he just wanted to be closer to home, but – I think it was definitely a good move for him because he had a really solid year ran for over a thousand yards, 13 touchdowns. um, And with his size, dude, people just fall off
1: of this guy. That was the one thing I noticed when I was watching. He
3: is a truck. He is the, He's the best power back in this class, and with his size, I think he can be like a three-down running back. Um, He's not going to get vultured at the goal line, so he's going to get you those fantasy touchdowns that are so important. Um, I think he can be a three-down back. He catches the ball well out of the backfield. Um, I think he has really good balance. Um, He he, he has good speed. He's underrated. He was a good track athlete in high school. You know, it doesn't... It doesn't pop at you on tape, but I think once he gets to the combine, people are going to be like, whoa, who's this dude? Like 220 pounds running this fast. I think he's going to run a 4-4. So um, really like Zach Charbonnet. Uh, I'm just happy to get him here. He's one of my top backs. I think I have him a little higher than most people.
2: It, it's interesting because I have him, his score, and Kenneth Walker's score very close right now, still very early. But they're – what they excel at is almost opposite. I was going to
1: say they sound exactly opposite.
2: Yeah. So like the elusiveness, whereas uh, I had very, very high
1: score for Kenneth Walker. I have a, Fairly low score, slightly below average for Zach Charbonnet. From, from what I saw of him, he doesn't even look to elude people. He just looks to truck them. And, exactly. And just go right through. And people. it's the complete opposite yeah. with power. He has yeah. my highest physicality power score
2: so far in the class. Higher than than Hall, higher than Spiller. So he's he's a truck.
3: And he hasn't yet declared officially yet either. Mm-hmm. So That is true. He wow, would be wise so to declare that. he could because be like a
0: Hubba Hubba guy and go back, and then all of a sudden hurt himself. He could. I mean, yeah, yep, that, I that, think it could, could needs absolutely to come
3: be. out, but just wanted to say that. How are his hands? Good. He catches the ball well. Yep. Fine. They're soft hands. Okay. They're soft. Real Does soft. Is he have larger than
1: normal <laughs> shoulder pads, or was that just part of like the aura uh, that he? <laughs> he's, just he's, a, he's a big dude. Man. Yeah, he's he, big
3: man. It's weird when you watch him because it almost looks effortless when he like tries
0: to break tackles. Like, dude, just kind of like bounce off of him. Yeah, so it
1: looks like you're playing with your little brother or something You yeah. know what I mean like, yeah when you're watching. so it sounds
0: like it works so far in this draft class and this is where, where this 22 class probably gets at uh uh label essentially is like okay so we love the guys from seven up you know like one through seven sound really good now we're already okay now we're at Jack Charbonnet this is the potential here like where do we weed through the rest of the first round? So if I had to say just from, again, mm-hmm. I a casual response, like if you want to move up into the draft, like the top seven is where you want to be. Even if it's just a seven, like you feel pretty comfortable. Um, and I'm going to clock next. I'm at one nine. I took Chris Olave out of Ohio State. Um, big time name, uh, Belinda call finalists. Great somebody, production. Somebody who I, watched. He, he, I mean, production wise, this is something that came out year in and year out. At Ohio State and just produced. Six foot, 189 pounds, fish year, 65 receptions, 36 yards, 13 t- touchdowns. Pretty good, right? Um, really good route runner, really good speed. Um, he's a senior, so he's a really polished receiver there as well, because he went back as for a senior senior year. But like Is he a super senior? Isn't he a
1: super senior Chris Salave? No. Is no, he just a regular fourth,
2: one? Yeah. Okay. So I, I think it's because people thought he was going to come out last maybe, year. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. yeah.
0: Gets off the line really well, played all three positions at Ohio State. Um, really good body control, tracks the ball well, gets good separation there. But like then when I was watching his tape, you know what I mean? Like, like actually like washing the tape of every play. It's like, all right, like I could see him being like, you know, NFL cornerbacks kind of Dictating what he does at the next level, possibly um, not really doesn't do a whole lot with the ball in his hands mm-hmm. as well. Like he he'd get the ball, he would get the separation, get the ball, but then like there was no like dynamite afterwards. You know, like somebody produces, but then that was it. Uh, maybe a little bit of like Cole Beasley, you said the little bit Tyler Boyd to his game that you saw, like remind me a little bit like he'd be a Cole Beasley, and obviously Cole Beasley put up multiple wide receiver two years. We'll see where he gets drafted. We'll see where it goes. But like to me, it's like okay. I can easily see Olave. Now, if Olave turns into like, if we steps up and can be like, I don't know, Terry McLaurin, like, you know, something on those lines, if he, he, he can come a little bit better at the next level. Okay. I mean, the potential is there. But to me, he seems like he's more, this is not a bad thing. Seems like a wide receiver three. You I mean like? I, I think he's going
2: to be a very good slot receiver at the next level. Yeah, a
0: solid like wide receiver three, you know, that level. That's what, I, that's what, just again, casually, I, that's what I see.
1: I've been saying this all along. Like I just, I don't think he's like. Nothing jumps off the page with the guy, and we've been watching him. I thought it was five years. Like it's, just, it's only been for. <laughs> I, I mean, it's nothing jumps off and like. Chris Abe is amazing at anything. He's really good at a lot of stuff. I would say,
2: but I think the opposite of that is true as well Is like, he doesn't have a lot of holes, either. He's really, he's 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 very solid. He's a
1: very solid guy. And that's, and that's why I came up with the the Tyler Boyd um, comparison just because Tyler Boyd doesn't do anything amazing. He's really good at everything and, but nothing he's, he's not super fast. He's not ever going to jump out of the gym. Like he's like, you know what I mean? Like, He he actually actually
2: kind of reminds me of a guy from this past year's class in Amon Ra St. Brown, where there was nothing when we watched Amon Ra that, you know, I had him higher than most actually, but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, Amon Ra is amazing. But. He was very polished. Yeah. He did everything yeah. well. Good work ethic. I'd say he's
3: a lot faster.
0: I think lot, and that was the yeah, one thing I was going to say. Yeah. Was he's a got a little bit better
3: wheels. Yeah.
2: Now
0: that you mention it, like going back and watching Amon Ra, say Brown's like tape, like that's not a bad con. And look what he's doing in the right situation. doing you know.
1: very well. But so, yeah, but add that a little gets, speed could
0: be That could be the upside there too. It's just, he's, a, he's an interesting pro- I don't think he's right. as
1: physical as Amon Ra. I, like, I just think, I that, that. I think Alave's a little bit soft, and that's what bothers me about him. Um well, it bothered us about a little bit about Jamar Chase too. <laughs> we yeah, thought he was a little
0: soft at times. I don't times. think he's a like a wide receiver one in an offense. I don't think he is either. Yeah, oh does. yeah, I don't see that for sure. I don't see the wide receiver. But a solid wide receiver. Like, I I like that comp that I'm on Ross St. Brown as like a for a fantasy output kind yeah. of production, like in the right system. He, oh, he's gonna do these twenty point games here and there.
1: For the record, Jerry Judy was the guy that I thought was a little soft.
0: Oh, sorry, missed and, that. And he is. Yes. <laughs> I said that, I said that You're too. You're right. It, it was Jerry Judy. It's Jerry Judy.
2: I'm Chase. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, he was one of those talented Jamar receivers Chase. from that big school with a good name.
0: <laughs> um, but I, overall, like getting here at nine, I, I don't hate to pick, but he's the one player I can see end up going down to like one third. Almost like, like I'm on Rusty Brown. was like one, you know, two, five, two, six range right yeah. around there. Like I could see a lot of like, something at the time, but at the same time I could see the draft capital being there. Him getting. I don't think he's slipping outside the right second round. I would yeah. be surprised. I mean,
3: every mock I've seen since the beginning of last year up to now is in first round. We've,
1: we've already proven that the the NFL GMs don't have a freaking clue. All right, it's we'll true. just go by the film I mean, nerd we've, score. We've proven that the nerd score is better than it already. <laughs> we'll so. go by the <laughs> nerd score. Come
0: I feel on. good about him right now. Casually, at one nine It's just like, but I could. He's somebody that I could see. I get way more excited about other players. Yeah, you over might yeah
3: Dotson more from Penn Johan State. Dotson. You know what I mean? but but he's very physical.
2: physical. But he's
0: small, though. He's another smaller guy. Better ball skills than Alave, for sure. Good hands. Yeah. yeah. see, so yeah, I've seen some him make some catches. So, 1-9, Alave. He is here. He might stay here the whole time, but he's going to be a back-end, first-round kind of player to me. Again, offers that wide receiver 2 <laughs> upside, I think. Not a wide receiver 1, but then like... I could easily see him be like a wide receiver, but I say that though. But if you have a guy that you could draft in your rookie draft that gives you wide receiver three numbers, and you could have him there as a safety net for the next six, seven years, like at this point in the draft, at the back end of a draft for most years, how it turns mm-hmm. out, we've been spoiled with these deep classes, right? That's what we don't expect twenty two to be, right? We love twenty three because it's deep. Twenty two, well,
2: and the, some of the top end running backs are just, high end, so. yeah, like B. John, yeah, you know, but like
3: first rounders,
0: you know, some of these guys here, yeah. are like, oh, we don't know about the overall talent, so. If you come away from this class and make a start on a weekly basis or have as a great wide receiver four, that's the kind of guy like a lot of could be that you would always have in your roster and you feel really good about it.
2: Yep. Yep. All right. I'm up at 10. And earlier in the draft, I said I'm taking, I'm, I'm taking Garrett Wilson because it's safe and mm-hmm. I, I want to do well in, in, with one, two. At 110 in a class that's not a little bit deeper, I'm swinging for the fences.
0: Well, you, this is a good guy to swing on.
2: This is this is the ultimate uh, risk reward pick here. I have no idea where he's going to be picked in the NFL draft. I have no clue because he just had a, a, a really bad injury, missed a lot of time this season, and I don't what think was he's the injury.
3: It was tore his ACL. Tore his ACL.
2: But yet somehow made it back to the end at the end of the season. He's played is, the last few weeks. Which is impressive that he even made it back on the field. And I think he did that to show that like he is healthy. I'm here. I, I still don't know that he's fully himself yet, but well, Cam
0: Akers is back. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. towards Achilles. Crazy. But uh-huh. I don't
2: know if I've even said his name yet. George Pickens.
1: George
0: Pickens. <laughs> you <laughs> you know, probably
2: didn't. I did that we're one. I did that one
1: time it. in one of the rookie That's ones helpful. last year and people were like tweeting me like. Yeah. Oh, Who
2: was it? You never said his name. Uh, George Pickens, I'm saying it now. George Pickens, George Pickens, George Pickens, out of Georgia. Six foot three, he's going, I don't know exactly who he's gonna weigh, I'm guessing around 200, 210 pounds. He looks lean. He is, Yeah, he is. Uh, But as a true freshman came in and was the best receiver at Georgia, hands down. Like it wasn't close. I remember even in their there It was either right before the season or maybe even spring ball. He might have come early. I don't remember. But there was this clip that started going viral of this incredible one-handed catch. People are like, who is that? Like, thinking it's some established receiver. No, this guy hasn't even seen the field yet. Uh, high five-star recruit. So, I mean, he has the pedigree coming out. But if you're a box score scout, you're going to look at him and be like, wait, wait, what? Like, why do, why do you like George Pickens? Because... <laughs> Freshman year, good year for a for freshman. Uh, 49 catches, 727 yards, eight touchdowns. But 2020 only played in eight games. 513 yards, six touchdowns, and this year he's only played in a few games. COVID year. COVID year, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you're just a box score scout, you're not gonna get it. But as soon as you turn on the tape, he is physically dominant. And he could end up legitimately, being the best wide receiver in the class. In fact, most Devy guys had him as the top receiver. It was a debate for a long time between Garrett Wilson and George Pickens. That was the debate for a long time. This injury is kind of putting him in the back of people's mind. And like I said, because of the injury, could drop in draft capital a little bit. But on raw physical ability, he is arguably the best wide receiver in this class he went to Georgia, though. We know that they don't pass the football much. It's, you know, it, they're, they're going to run the football between the tackles. They're going to play good defense. They're not going to throw the ball. 700
1: yards is freshman year. That's like 1,300, somewhere For else? anybody else, yes, exactly. I mean, I mean from
3: like a market share standpoint yeah. of that team, like he had the majority of the reception exactly. and receiving yards. Exactly.
1: So. Yep. Physical
2: specimen. This is an absolute ceiling shot with this guy, but it, it could absolutely blow
0: up. As Which well. is crazy. We have two of these guys in this class. Like, if you go back three years ago, uh, then when you're like, okay, the 22 class, they're going to have some special talent. I mean, George Pickens and Justin Ross as well. Yes. Um, you know, two big-time players that dominated early on, and then now, like, right after that have been injury riddle that yep. offer that upside that high upside and George Pickens if you go back three years ago like oh that's that's 22, 2022 rookie one one easily. Yep. And here we are now he's like oh I'm swinging for the fences at one ten. At one ten. So yep. But this is if you're if you're a contender, what a you what can a take pick. that risk. <laughs> if if that it lands whoo, especially buddy.
3: depending on like his landing spot, like a wide receiver needy team that he could he could turn into being like a starter right away. Mm-hmm. I and mean, he's got the potential to be that kind of guy. It kind of reminds me of AJ Green, not the Jersey, not the like Jersey comp him because yeah. he went to Georgia, but he looks like him on the field. He, he does Goes look up like him. against the ball just like him. He's got springs in his feet, man. He's,
2: I think he's even more physical than, than green was at that time.
3: Yeah. There's a clip of him going around right now. I forget what week it was where he just came off the ball and just completely just knocked just the that dude off. Like, yeah. Yeah. I like. I like. I think that was in the bowl game against uh, against Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It was last week. Yep. All right. Matt's on the clock. One eleven.
1: Um. So one eleven. Speaking of last week, I am going to go with Brian Robinson, running back out of Alabama. Listen, I'm not. I mean, I kind of wanted to bring him up so we could talk about him because he just had like the 200 yard game this this past week, and and just kind of get him out there and discuss him. Is he is he worthy of this pick? I mean, he's a he's a six foot, 225 pound back that i mean he's he's out of alabama he's got over 1200 almost 1300 yards he he does everything relatively well they kind of pump these guys out year after year so people might just get used to picking an alabama running back but this is a fifth year senior he's a guy that kind of had to wait his turn and you know i just i kind of wanted to talk like when i watched him on tape He's okay and does everything relatively well. I think he can have a role in the NFL, right? And mm-hmm. and I, I, where does it end though for you guys? Like, because uh, you guys have probably been watching him for the past five years, and I'm I'm just kind of catching up now because he had a 200 yard game and popped up sure. uh, on everyone's radar um, because you look at his i mean you look at his box score he had this 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 huge game and then it's a 55 yard game before that a 71 yard game before that and then 122 yards and then 99 and then 18 and then 100. so he's very up and down uh as from a production standpoint but he seems to have these big outbursts um every you know four or five games that's kind of propelled him uh to a guy that's you know cr- creeping up the 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 leaderboard here as far as where he is, he's, I think he's 17th overall right now from, uh, from a rushing standpoint in, mm-hmm. in the whole country. Yeah, Jar, do you want to talk about him? You want me to start?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I like Brian Robinson. I think he's a solid player. And this year, I mean, he's definitely, because he's, he's the RB1 on the team now, he's finally gotten his turn at yeah. Alabama and he's done a lot with it. I think if I haven't dug into him yet, but the Alabama tape that I have seen, um, he breaks tackles with ease, really good in between the tackles. I don't know if he's like a three down back or he's that explosive of a player, mm-hmm. but I think he's gonna be able to like get the job done. Kind of yeah. like a Damian Harris yeah. type guy. I, felt, I,
1: I, I saw him like fall in the open field a couple times. Yeah, like I he think, got to the edge and was like, oh
3: But I also I think like, there's <laughs> a lot of guys in the NFL that offer like the same type of player yeah. that Brian Robinson does. So yeah. I think he's like a day three pick, most likely. But um, I know that there's a lot of people that are also in like the draft community that have really fallen in love with Brian Robinson. Um, so he'll be 23 years old when he does get drafted. I think that's important to note. So he's a little older uh, for a running back. Sure. But doesn't have a ton of tread on his tires.
2: Right. Uh, I, I For me, he reminds me of that backup running back that you really like and you want him to get more playing time and then he never does. Yeah, he's, he's, he's Ramondre Stevenson. He's Alexander Madison. He's, you know, he's one of these guys that, He's a fine player and an NFL team will be very happy to have him as their backup running back, but he's never going to be that guy. And I worry a little bit about the uh, the Trey Sermon syndrome from last year where we see definitely this end of the season surge yeah. and everybody getting excited about him and getting a little bit
1: overdrafted compared to his entire body of work. And that's kind of why I wanted to bring him up now because I feel like he's a real hot name and I kind of want to I kind of forced him in. Cause I think there's some guys that are more talented sure. in, and I probably would have picked up ahead of him. Yeah. Okay, but people, I think,
0: people I think, say that about it. Like, Oh, you like Ohio state guys, but we were all down on Trey sermon. And he had a huge surge at the end. People were taking the first round. Like don't take Trey sermon in the first round. Yeah. Nope.
1: And, and, and is he is, is Brian Robinson a similar type of feel then for you as well? It sounds like
2: I, I worry about that a yeah. little bit, but the nice part is he does have that good prototypical size. Mm-hmm. He should um, go
3: to Tennessee. What's that? He should go to Tennessee. He should transfer. Be, no, he should be Henry's backup. Oh, up. Derek Henry's backup. Yeah. Up. yeah. He looks like Deontay Foreman. He, like, he
2: does. He does. Uh, who? Back from the dead, man. Yeah. My dude. Uh, but yeah, I, I think he's fine. Uh, a guy that I would be very happy to get at this point in the second round or, you know, like mid second round. Sure. But at this point, I think that there's players that offer more sustainability as starters in the NFL. Does Amir white, white offer
0: more upside? Whoa. I was
1: saying that, and honestly, that's who I wanted to pick here, and was, Garrett loves I was, him, I was thinking
2: I, about I, it. I've, I've casually seen him, and I've liked what I've seen. About. I love Zamir White. I'm yeah. a very big Zamir White fan. I like him more than most of the draft community. I have a pick at,
0: I have a pick up. I have a two two one 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 two and one two two. So on uh-huh. the nine third mock draft app, uh-huh. uh, which I use like religiously, a amount. yeah, I've taken Zamir White. Every single time, too, <laughs> just casually watching this film, like, oh, this guy offers some really good upside. He's got some great contact balance, mm-hmm. very, very physical. The reason, cream hunt esque.
2: Yes, yes. Um, he was the number one recruit coming out of high school, so he was know that. the guy. Like he was the guy and then tore his two ACLs. So Frank and, Gore-esque. Yes. So that set him back. he got the knees um, of
0: Frank Gore. And you see. <laughs> <got, laughs>
2: the back of Ben Roth
0: was <laughs> Well, also set back uh, Nick Chubb a little bit because when he tore his ACL, it took him a year after that to recover. So yeah.
2: So, but he's he's faster than I think he gets credit for. But he hasn't had crazy good production. It's been fine. Um, I was hoping to see better production from him this year, but he strikes me, whereas Brian Robinson I see as a guy that I think will be a backup. Zamir White reminds me of somebody that will be the lead back in a committee. I don't think
1: he's going to be the guy for a team split in time this year with uh, what's his name's brother. Uh, right? uh, yeah. James Cook, James Cook, James and James uh, Milton McIntosh. got a little they have a bit of like a four
3: back system there. Yeah. This year.
2: Yeah. And that's, but as a running back, that's so tough to get in a rhythm too. Yep. Uh, so it would be interesting to see if he was given a full complement of touches, but I think he's a player that, I feel offers more for an NFL team than he's been even allowed to show in college
0: team NFL team in Alabama. Uh, that being said, we are running out of time. Jared, you're up with David Bell. This is a player I'm excited to hear about. Cause I, I've seen him in the big 10 a couple of times. I've really well. liked what I've seen by having dug into his tape and he seems like somebody that offers some good potential.
3: Well, thanks for announcing my pick for me. Jared,
0: who are you taking? Spoiler <laughs> alert. Did you go to uh, Purdue?
3: Yeah, David Bell, wide receiver from Purdue. 6'2", 205. He's got good size. Uh, he's produced every single year at Purdue ever since he was a freshman. So he's got like an 18.7 breakout age if you're into analytics. This is, this is a guy that's the data and the analytics community is going to love because he has the market share numbers. Um, he's got... I think he has over 100 yards uh, receive. He averages over 100 yards receiving for his career. Uh, so, just crazy through the roof production. Um. So I, I dug into him quite a bit this week. I got through I think like six games of his. Um, I, I am worried a little bit with his separation. He's not like the best athlete, but he's just very uh, savvy as far as a wide receiver goes. Like he's good with his hands, um, very technical. Does that Anquan. mean well, bold enough? Does
1: that mean he's slow?
3: Yeah, I, I think he
0: is a little slow, but I, I don't well, that's think. Look how he's, Bolden was, and yeah. he was one of the best rookies coming out. You know, when he came out of Arizona State, I mean, he was. But like, I wouldn't you know
3: use the word slow. I I think it's like good enough. Like he's good in the open field. He makes people miss. He runs really hard. He's a physical player. Um, and he's good when the ball's in the air. So I don't think he's a bad receiver. I I don't think he's going to get drafted in the first round. Of the NFL. I think he's more of like a day two, round two, round three guy. Mm-hmm. But um. No, I, I like him. I, I I right now his grade is I think around like Tylen Wallace. Type, I think he's so. gonna be a Z in the NFL.
2: He's gonna be he's gonna line up opposite of the X wide receiver, the alpha. I don't I don't know that he's an alpha, but I think he's going to be a good chain mover for a team. He's going to yeah. make the catches he needs to make and turn up feet like so I think he's going to be one of those guys that offer more for NFL teams than I think he will fantasy football teams for to me.
0: Yep, I agree. All right, that's it. That's our way too early 2022 1QB PPR mock draft. Uh, again, we encourage everybody if you to, to start mock draft and download that, that Dynasty Nerds app. We have a mock draft app anywhere you can get your apps, either the Google Play Store or the Apple uh, App Store. And what it's going to do is also provide all our users ADP. Yeah, you know, real life ADP. We had, you know, we just released some ADP. Over seven hundred mock drafts done in just a couple of weeks. Uh, the, the app is absolutely free to use, and we will be adding more to the app as well. So even right now, it's just for mock drafts. We'll be adding the podcast and more fun things to do on there. We'll eventually, trying to get the film room on there as well. So yeah. a lot of things to help you develop your dynasty game. But mock draft, you know, you can you can adjust all your picks on the mock draft as well. So if you have pick one two one eight one twelve two seven two nine. You can literally put all those picks in the mock draft. So you don't have to guess about who will be there and let the computer decide. So I encourage everybody to get that, download it, use it. If you like it, leave us a rating review on the iTunes store. That helps out the app as well. Uh, and again, use that promo code WINTER for that 15% off of what we already got up on top of there and get the nerd herd because there is no off-season Dynasty Fantasy Football. This is the most important time of the year is now. This is where the work begins and yep. it ends in September and that's where we start to play the game. But to get to September and put yourself in a position to get through all those injuries, all those sicknesses, you have to have the depth and you got to have the capital, and this is what we're going to do in the offseason. So let's get out there. Let's dominate this offseason and get ourselves ready for the new football season, even though this one has just ended. So we'll be back next week talking some more Dynasty Fantasy football with you. Adios.